Hello and welcome to the VIP Fitness Podcast. My name is Victoria and my aim is to help you understand the mechanics of fat loss and maintenance and then to help you implement this understanding with your own fat loss and maintenance journey. I'll provide you with information, hints, tips, tricks and hacks that you can pick and choose from to use in your day-to-day life. If you want more information or you'd like to speak to me about coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you do enjoy what you've heard, I'd appreciate it if you could share, follow, review, rate, all of that good stuff that podcasts ask you to do. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome back to the VIP Fitness Podcast. It's a good week. My portfolio has been handed in, so I've got some of my brain capacity back now. I'm not forgetting as many things. I'm not dropping the ball left, right and centre. It's good. So with that in mind, I'm going into a deep dive on quite a serious topic, and that is weight loss medications, namely your semaglutides, your Wegovy and your Ozempic. So I've been hearing through friends of friends that a couple of people I know indirectly have been taking these weight loss drugs. Now, I don't really know any details other than they're on the weight loss injections. I had obviously read about these weight loss injections and all of this in the media, in social media, newspapers, all of that. We've all heard the rumours of celebrities who are on it, celebrities who are not on it, celebrities who are rumoured to be on it, and it's an open secret within the industry. And that seems to dominate a lot of the headlines. But generally, these are people who probably shouldn't be taking it because a lot of them are already quite slim and they're using it just to get slimmer. So we're not going to focus on that side of things. We're going to look at people who are using semaglutide to lose weight from a point of view of being obese and needing to cut down weight and struggling in other ways. So how does it work? What is it? So semaglutide, it is a glucagon-like peptide, one receptor agonist, a GLP-1. And this promotes the body to produce more insulin and then this reduces the amount of blood sugar and traditionally it's been used for type 2 diabetics. So your type 2 diabetics, they already have a pancreas that is, well, that was functioning correctly and through diet and lifestyle choices and other issues, it's not quite working as well as it was before. And so these semaglutides are helping the body to produce a bit more insulin rather than having to rely on insulin injections. So you're not using insulin It's promoting the body to make more of its own insulin. And these higher amounts of insulin in the blood are suppressing appetite and helping the body to trigger fullness signals. So you're not as inclined to eat. So you've got less appetite, you feel fuller, quicker for longer. The amount of eating is reduced. So it's not a drug that burns calories. The calorie balance still matters. Calories in, calories out. This is still important. However, what semaglutide does is it reduces the drive to bring more calories in. It helps with weight loss by reducing that side of the energy equation. With that in mind, currently only Wegovy is licensed for weight loss. Ozempic is not currently licensed. It's used for type 2 diabetes, same as Wegovy, but it doesn't have the weight loss connotations to it. So it shouldn't really be used for weight loss at this stage until it gets that license. All of these semaglutides come with side effects. You get dizziness, fatigue, gastro issues, headaches, stomach issues, including nausea, vomiting, pain and bloating. And it should be prescribed by a doctor. So if you are thinking 
of you know using these weight loss drugs to aid your weight loss if you're starting from a point where you're carrying quite a lot of excess body fat i think the definitions for prescriptions are that you need to have a bmi of 25 or above plus a comorbidity so 25 and above plus high blood pressure or heart condition or early onset diabetes or something like that or a bmi of over 30 so if you don't have one of these things going on you probably won't get prescribed semaglutide by a doctor it also seems that you can get it online easily these days and i've had a quick look into this when i first googled it it seems that lots of places there's lots of sponsored pages that are offering sign up offers for going on we go viewers empic get 10 percent off your first month get 80 pound off your first order all of this kind of thing they all seem to offer both we go v and Ozempic at around the 150 to 200 pounds a month mark, which seems like a lot. That is a lot of money to be spending on a monthly basis on this drug. Another site I saw that was talking about it, which I thought was quite good, was Boots. So if you are in the UK, you will be well aware of Boots. They are the biggest pharmacy. Are they the biggest pharmacy chain? Yeah, they're the biggest pharmacy chain, but they also sell things like makeup and bath and shower products and supplements and all kinds of things. But they are also a pharmacy. Boots seem to be running an online service where you can sign up to buy Wegovi and another one. I wasn't sure of the name of that one online. I had a quick look through it and it does seem like you do have to go to the Boots. You have to speak to somebody there get assessed which seems quite good however the other ones the other online options just require a doctor's sign off virtually now this sets off all kind of alarm bells for me that a virtual online doctor is going to be signing off on this kind of thing it suggests that you could just fill in the information that you want to put in to get what you want so you can fudge some of your statistics and things like that it just seems very very risky and with all of these online pharmacy kind of things you really don't know what you're getting you could be being sent horse urine through the post or something like that it seems incredibly dangerous and i wouldn't under any circumstances recommend that to anybody if you do feel like you want to try this and i understand the mentality of that if you've been struggling with weight loss for years for decades and suddenly someone comes along and tells you there's this magic pill that's going to make it easier the temptation to try that must be immense i don't blame people at all there's no judgment from me regarding people taking this drug i would just say please 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 do it safely speak to your doctor if you're in the uk go to boots or see a private doctor but please do not rely on online only services to get this medication the risk is not worth it there's certain things that you do have to be aware of there's certain people that shouldn't be taking these drugs i'll not go into the full details on it because that's not my place but like thyroid issues came up a lot so if you do have any kind of thyroid issues you really do need to go speak to a doctor about this kind of thing it's incredibly dangerous to try and self-prescribe yourself something online Another thing that the Boots webpage was saying and a lot of other NHS recommended pages were saying that this medication should be used alongside diet, physical activity and behavioural support. Now, I want you to remember this because we will come back to this later in the podcast talking about diet, physical activity and behavioural support. So who 
is really suitable for taking this semaglutide. I do believe that there is a place for it. I'm not completely against these weight loss drugs. I think they do have a place. It's quite common for people who are quite obese to have something called leptin resistance. And leptin is the hormone that tells you when you've got enough energy. So when you're carrying a lot of body fat because leptin is produced by your body fat cells. When you're carrying a lot of body fat, when it increases, leptin levels also increase and they tell your brain we've got enough energy here and then your brain reduces your hunger levels so that you don't need to eat as much because the amount of body fat you're carrying is perfectly sufficient. We don't really need any more right now. As your body fat decreases, the leptin levels also decrease and then your brain gets the signal we've not got enough stored energy going on here, we need to start eating something. Your hunger levels increase and your body then wants to replenish its fat stores. And a very good example of this can be seen in the bodybuilding industry. So your pro bodybuilders who are getting their body fat percentages down to absolute minimal percentages when you see the bodybuilders and they've got such big muscles and such little body fat that you can see the veins and all the little bits of the muscles popping all over them their bodies at that point will be screaming at them to eat they will be so so hungry because they've reduced their body fat levels down so much that every little bit of them is going to be screaming out to put some body fat back on to keep their body safe their bodies are panicking that they're going to you know, run out of energy. They've got no body fat stores. If a harsh winter was to come, they're not going to make it through. So their bodies are reacting by telling them we need more body fat. And it's why you see pro bodybuilders after a competition have these massive blowout meals. It's because it's the first chance they've got to allow these hunger signals to kick in properly. They're going to go eat and they just eat a load and load of food. And when they're training properly, they have on seasons and off seasons because they cannot maintain these incredibly low body fat levels for a sustained period of time. The body will not let them. It fights back against it. Now, for people with obesity, you would think they're carrying a lot of body fat. So why are their leptin levels not telling them that they're full? And they do have the high levels of body fat and this body fat is producing high levels of leptin. There is leptin in the blood saying we're all right, we've got enough body fat here. But what's happening is, is that the brain is not recognising these high levels and it's not switching off the hunger drive. So it could be that the receptors within the brain are not working properly, that there's not enough receptors, or that the leptin is not crossing the brain-blood barrier where certain things within your blood can get into your brain, your brain can react to them and then respond accordingly. So there's several things that can affect this resistance to leptin. It can be amplified and exacerbated by obesity and then it becomes a bit of a vicious cycle of gaining some weight, the body's putting out more leptin but the brain's not responding to it so the hunger level goes up and then the weight gain increases and it just kind of cycles and cycles and cycles. And it's very easy to be dismissive of people who are carrying a lot of weight saying, you know, they've not got enough willpower, why are they not recognising how much energy they've already got stored? And it's like I say, because the brain is not recognising the leptin levels that are in the bloodstream, they are having the same kind of hunger drive as these pro bodybuilders with very little body fat on them. They've got the same level of hunger. And if you're somebody whose leptin levels and hunger hormones and all of that are in balance, it can be very difficult to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand why they're necessarily feeling hungry. 
when you would think, well, you shouldn't be feeling that hungry. It's, you know, it's really hard to empathise. And so just thinking about leptin levels in the blood and people with obesity still eating a lot of food, it's because that fullness and those hunger cues are not working properly. And then another factor which can play into this is when people are carrying a lot of excess body fat and you've also got injuries or conditions that reduce your ability to be active, this can then lead to more weight gain. If you're unable to get out and about and get steps in and have good levels of activity and do exercise, do cardio, do weightlifting and all of that, you cannot burn off the calories that you're intaking. So your calories in have to be quite low to balance the calories that are going out or not going out in this case. But because your calories are low, your body then starts reacting by saying, well, we're not getting enough food, we need more food. And so this also plays into that vicious cycle of not being able to move as much, not being able to burn off the energy, taking in more food, and then the weight increases. And this makes the activity even more difficult, which again, increases the weight, which and it's a vicious cycle of weight increase inability to exercise, more weight, more inability to exercise. Now what semaglutide can do in these two situations is it can break that cycle. It's like a circuit breaker and it gives people a chance to get these issues sorted out and get, like I said before, this diet, physical activity and behavioural support in place and then once they've reduced their weight to a level where they, their hunger hormones are working better, where their activity levels have improved, they can then come off of the medication and they've got all of those habits in place to help support their continued health journey. So where does coaching and diet support and exercise support, where does that come into all of this? So as with most medications, semaglutide only works as long as you're taking it, much like if you're taking blood pressure medication. If you've got very high blood pressure and you're taking blood pressure medication, but you haven't changed your diet, you're not getting any more exercise, you haven't changed any of your behaviours, if you were to stop taking the blood pressure medication, your blood pressure would go straight back up again. It only works so long as you're taking it if you are putting lifestyle changes in place. So you stop taking the medication, the problem will return. As with other medications as well, there's issues with long-term usage. So for example, things like steroids and antibiotics and painkillers. If you're taking these kind of medications long-term, there does come some issues with that. With painkillers, you can get addicted to them. You start to need higher and higher doses to manage the pain. Antibiotics will destroy your gut microbiology. It creates resistance, superbugs and all of that kind of thing. And steroids, doctors do not recommend that people take steroids long term. And if you do have to take any of these kind of things long term, there is a bit of a risk benefit balance that comes into play. Now, the issue with semaglutide being used for weight loss is that we don't currently have any long term data on what might happen from taking it long term. For type 2 diabetes, there's a bit of data, but not for the weight loss side of things. So if you're taking semaglutide for six months, and then you come off of it, and you've got your behavior, change and all of that, that's great. But if you're taking semaglutide and you're not changing your diet, you're not getting more physically active and you're not making any kind of behavioural changes, you're potentially going to have to keep taking that medication for years. And we don't yet know what the implications of that might be. That's not to say that there will be any negative implications. There might not be, but there also might be 
some very bad implications and it's worth taking that risk into account. But not only that, there's the ongoing cost of it. As I was looking at semaglutide, Wegovy and that online, the average cost was anywhere between 150 to 200 pounds per month. Now, on a yearly basis, you're looking at 1800 to 2400 pounds per year. Now, if you've not put any kind of behavioral changes, diet, lifestyle, anything like that, if you've not put that into place, are you seriously going to pay £2,000 a year for an injection that you don't know the long-term risks of taking. It seems quite drastic. As I mentioned before, the behavioural support and the lifestyle changes, this is where getting a coach to help you through this can help. Like I say, I have no judgment on anybody who is taking these kind of medications if they need them to get a kickstart, to break a vicious cycle, to break patterns where the weight gain just doesn't seem to be changing. But I think it's really important that if you are taking these medications, you get some support in changing your lifestyle. Now, some people can manage this themselves. Some people are very self-motivated and once they're seeing this weight coming off, they start walking, they start eating better and they start putting these things in place and that's great if you can manage to do that that's brilliant but if you're struggling if you're taking the semaglutide but you still don't really know what to do about your diet you still don't really know what to do when you come off of it you're not making any real changes to what you're doing please please consider getting a coach a coach can help you with building good habits giving you the knowledge and education you need for building a healthy diet that works for you they can help you get activity in throughout your day-to-day basis look at your schedule look at your meals how you like to eat and take what you're currently doing but just tweak it so that it works for a healthier ongoing lifestyle and when you look at the cost of it the cost of coaching versus medication at the moment one month of these medications will get you two to three months of coaching with me now my prices are quite low at the moment because I'm newly qualified but if you think about coaching the idea with coaching is that you're not going to need it forever a good coach will be giving you the tools and teaching you how to use those tools so that one day you can turn around to your coach and go you know what I've learned everything I need to know from you thank you but goodbye and that's exactly how coaching should work so if you're thinking that you want to take these medications if you're already on these medications and you need some help and support please get in contact have a chat. There's no obligation to sign up. I'm happy to talk through any issues you're having with it where I could help. And again, if you're thinking about taking a Zempic or Wegovy semaglutide, consider coaching first. But if it doesn't work and you still want to take the medication, it's still going to be there after two or three months. If you work with a coach for two or three months and you still feel like you want to take it, it's still going to be there. If you're already on semaglutide and you want support because you want to come off of it, again, I can help you there. It's just something that needs to be considered and you'll get no judgment from me whatsoever. I hope that's been helpful because it is quite a difficult topic and there are, there does seem to be two very distinct camps on semaglutide and injectables. I think it's more of a grey area. I think there's people that it's going to be fantastic for, people who shouldn't be touching it with a barge pole, but as ever, the nuance does sometimes get a bit lost in the world of social media and media. So please just be aware, if you want to talk to me about it, you'll get absolutely no judgment, regardless of which way you want to go with it. Thank you very much for your time and attention today. I hope that some of what I've said today has been helpful. 
If you want any more information on anything I've covered, or if you'd like to speak to me about nutrition and fitness coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Please feel free to drop me a message. I'd be happy to respond to anything you want to talk about. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.